well. We kept your face in a book. Not Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up on a two-hour show? We keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Got with the topics, sorta like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The four for twenty-six, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What up, what up? What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on, of course, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my bros. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. We got B. Austin, the hot block commander, in the building. Yo, there was a much better fight at the dock in Alabama this week than the Spence Crawford fight the week before. And, um... Jimmy and I got some docs in this week as well. So we're going to rap about those. We're going to rap about the Rumble. Sit Turn back, relax, bust it up with your brothers in the war room. The greatest sports podcast in the history of sports podcasts. Yo, you know what it is. Episode 692 starts right now. You can also get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the War Room, or you could join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere on the Internet, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, fans? Yo, what's your thoughts on the, uh, on the little brouhaha at the dock in Alabama, man? There's been so many different takes on that throughout the week. But one that seems to be—it's a lot of pride that black people are are taking in this. Is is that what y'all felt in that moment, or or what? I don't know if I would call it pride. I mean, it was just thank. I was just thankful and nice to see us stand up for one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was opening because here's here's the thing, right? And I'm I'm not going to be disingenuous and say that it wasn't because. It was black folks defending themselves that that got me excited and happy. But I actually looked at the situation and said, I reversed that. I would have felt the same way if it was unfairly some black people that were beating up a white guy or thinking like we would feel a certain type of way, of course, like, damn, why niggas got to do that all the time or whatever. But we would, from a human perspective, we would be understanding man, of the human perspective. Come on, that. yo, yo, stop with that human perspective, bullshit. You know what but it yo, is, man. Listen, man. You know what it is. Bottom line, you know, we we I already don't. Said, we don't. Already like, said, no, it's red, black, and green. No, all but, I, but hear me out, though. I ain't mean to cut you off, brother. But you was, you was, you was. No, you, yeah. Here's my thing, right? Nobody likes bullying, and I guess that's what you're saying. Nobody likes bullying right. of any kind. That's the point. But nobody likes bullying. But. But there was so many stereotypes that were broke within that quick seconds, man. First of all, the whole yes. the whole myth that we don't stick together because that's BS to begin with, right? People are people, 100%. right? So the, you always, yeah, you always gonna have some folks that don't, you know, that don't bang for the cause. But for the most part, we do stick together because if we didn't stick together, we wouldn't be here considering our history. The only reason we still exist is because we stick together. So that's the first part. Second thing is, 
the second thing is the stereotype that we can't swim, yo. So I was excited <laughs> about the fact that that stereotype is, and someone who loves to swim and takes pride in my ability to swim, like, I, that, I, I took pride in uh, the fact that that stereotype was, uh, you know, also yo, shattered, man. Shout out so, to Reese Keith, man, Aquaman, doing his thing. Yo. Shout out to both. And that's another thing, man. The one thing that, you know, my biggest enjoyment from this, though, is not even the unity show to the doctor, but the unity show online. Nobody likes to have a better time than we do. We love um, joking. Yeah, we right? don't you take know, anything serious, yo. Yo, we don't take anything <laughs> serious. The memes and jokes were something that I'll never forget. And, and it's a collective thing and a cultural thing that we enjoy it. We know how to make like something like that just completely hilarious, yo. And <laughs> other folks don't even, like, understand, like, our creativity. That's the other thing, that the black creative Our creativity dog. is off the hinges. I saw Martin Luther King speak on this. The Martin Luther King <laughs> was speaking on it. I saw Denzel. No, not the real Denzel, the real Martin, obviously. Yo, I, we, I saw Harriet Tubman passing off the world. Chairs. I saw all yeah, kinds of and the funny thing is, the funny thing is, yo, and y'all also got to stop, like, you know, sharing the, the picture of the boy that invented a chair because that's not even who that is in the picture. So there's a couple <laughs> things that there's a there's a couple. Things oh, you know, you know, ain't nobody gonna do no research to get these jokes off. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, something you know, gonna come a, out and it's gonna spread. Things, yeah. There's a couple like a things that uh, bothered me um, about, like, you know, what was going on in that whole thing, right? They were sharing a picture of like Lewis Latimer, who's also an inventor who um, right. invented electricity but it got stolen from him. But they were saying that that was the inventor of the, chair, of the folding chair. A black man didn't invent the folding chair, but the picture y'all were using was Lewis Latimer. But I didn't let that slide. The other thing is the boy with the, the messed up crop. Yo, that was from a situation like two weeks ago that I already had went viral. They brought it back and said it was at the dock. I'm like, I'm like, all these things that are false, I'm going to let fly. But now that we're on our, our show, I'm going to bring that up. But, yeah, you know, Crocs was our ability. <laughs> he was eating, they was eating so, his legs. Yo, our ability to collectively just, like, joke, I don't know, like, if anything is better than that, yo. We were like, that's the unity that, to me, was amazing. Yeah. No, 100%. I was thankful. Man, there was so much positive in that that situation. Even going back to the history of that specific city and that specific location Hmm. and the slave auctions, that occurred there in that particular, on that river, yo, man, come on, man, the ancestors was involved, no doubt. And and that's the thing. That's what a lot of folks, you know, outside of the community can't, community can't understand. Like, yo, you know, it was acts of violence and it was like a mob rule, you know, whatever they want to say, you know what I'm saying, and y'all are proud of that, but they don't really understand the the symbolism of it. You know, it just just it's it's a small situation with a couple of people getting beat down, but we've been getting beat down in this country for 400 years. So just to see somebody in a tiny situation rise up above the oppressors and whoop some ass, it's it's refreshing. Like it's, it's symbolism involved in that. Like you can't tell me somebody who just two weeks ago finished like my third tour through the um. The African American Museum in in, in, in Washington D.C. Like you can't tell me, like after the stuff that you gotta watch and and look at while you're in that, like you, you can't tell me that it's not okay to to 
to levy that rage on somebody every once in a while, man. It is what it is. It was cool, but the captain of the ship, a white guy, he kind of indirectly, or maybe maybe it was directly, he kind of indirectly tried to rain on our parade a little bit, B. Austin, because he was trying to let everybody know that, yeah, here our crew is like a tight-knit family. So it wasn't a black thing or a white thing. They were just taken up for their, you know, their crew members who we consider yeah. family, this and that. And I'm sitting here like, okay, even if that's in the least bit true, there were people from above, you know, that came from up top <laughs> and nothing to who do with jumped that in dude. and helped. And that ain't have nothing to do with the crew. My man, especially my man in the black shirt, my man with the folding chair, they saw a black man getting attacked. And they came to help the black yeah, man. So even if I give you, even if I give you the crew members sticking up for a crew member, there were some some black people in there who was specifically Yo, standing up for a black. Another people, so. part, another part of the story that I find I always find hilarious is like on the internet. The internet like has made it like so you can just spread whatever conspiracy you want. I was trying to see like. Because sometimes situations happen in the world, it's like, there's no way the conspiracy theorists can get their hands on this. How are they going to flip this? I was like, how are they going to flip this fight into a conspiracy? Uh-oh. So the conspiracy I saw was the whole thing was staged because the whole thing was staged, which is why he was able to flip the hat that way because it was all um, something that was a psyop thing to kind of distract us from whatever the government was. That's the one, the one conspiracy I saw. Oh, and the God. other thing in, along those same lines is, we know who they are. Right? We ain't got to say their names. We, you know, the, the coon train, I always like to see how they're going to flip a situation like this. When you see a bunch of people celebrating um, with some sort of pride. Shout out to Emmanuel Ocho. Yo, what's wrong with him? He's the worst. He's the worst. He stay explaining. Yo, what's wrong with dude? <laughs> yo, yo. I know. Coon train is coming. Yo. Coon train is coming. I know what's I know what's wrong with him, and I can provide the context. But him living, him being born in this country, raised in this country, and growing up in this country means that his the reason that I'll give you and the explanation, he don't really got no excuse for. His boy, yeah, he, 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 he be trying to you. he be trying to explain things from the perspective that, of somebody who didn't grow up in America and had to deal a, with this oppression background I, yeah, I don't come don't from the descendants of slavery. <laughs> right. I mean, I get it. You're not, you're not, you're you not still a kid. I get that. I get that. But you my thing is, once you play football, that's one of the beautiful things about sports, though, right? Is like I've even seen people who, who this is this is why the, the sports has always been an interesting thing because I've seen even people who are, um, you know, uh, uh, of the European descent, kind of like have a, a shift in their thinking and everything, just because when you're in a locker room with someone and you get to spend time with someone and, and learn, you have a different level of empathy. Mm-hmm. So because he played at the highest levels, I would assume like, yo, at some point, unless they just didn't mess with you your entire time because you was always that dude, or you understand that this is going to get you in certain rooms in the media. And that's another it, thing. Does he really believe things, it? Jimmy? I mean, this is working for Malika yeah. Andrews. She get a promotion every week. It, it, so. But this no, is what I'm she, saying. No, she's different. Dude, no, she's different. different. She's different than Ocho. Wasn't he engaged to the chick Molly from, uh, from um, Issa Rae show? Was he? I don't know. I think at one point he was engaged. No, Malika is different. Malika is a committed bedwench. Loves, no, I mean, like, no, they they definitely they do they go about their things in different ways, but 
I was just making the point, like, when y'all said no, it gets them in certain point. rooms in the media. It's a great point. It's working for her. Yeah, it's a great she point. just got a promotion. Sometimes like, it's career-based. Sometimes, career sometimes they do this stuff for career. Like, you can't mm-hmm. tell me nah, she really that Shitlock, but you can't tell me that Shitlock believes half the stuff he says, yo. Yeah, nah, he, it, he it, it comes he, off. It happens so much. It comes off as shtick now. That's just his shtick. Yeah, it's his, like it's like, like it don't on, even though. sound real at this point. Yeah, like because you go now these at this point you go out of your way to say something that we're gonna say up oh, regular old shitlock. Like, come on, man. Yeah, like like even his take on this. His take on this was they wouldn't have ran and helped him if it was black people rolling on him. Huh? <laughs> like, How's that well, why why How did that, that need to take? even be said? There's nothing to do yo, with the conversation. That, yo, that didn't even happen. Talk about something that didn't happen. How do we even know? He had to stay on brand. He had to stay on brand. I, I believe exactly what you just said, man. I think at some point, especially when you've done it long enough and nothing significant has happened to you, why not? He's like, why not? That's This is my thing now. Ain't nobody going to do nothing to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? People can be mad all they want, but nobody going to do nothing. So I'm gonna keep getting my money. Yeah, but see, doing what I, I do. I truly believe. I truly believe that all of us are different. We all have different beliefs, thoughts, ideas. But I think yeah. that when you're being your authentic self is when you have a sustaining career, because you could be that mm-hmm. way, like you know, for a short period of time, you'll you'll you'll, you'll pop or whatever. But don't nobody like gonna care about you long term, because nobody mm-hmm. even knows that's, who you that's are. That's why Malik is gonna be successful because she really hates y'all. Like she really hates. <laughs> she hates it. She, she she is cool if y'all if y'all uh if y'all black phallic instruments are put on a chopping block and cut off and cast her. She hates she's cool. she she back and forth with her cause neck. She got the big boy promotion. I saw people online literally asking. She was trending and they were like, "Yo, how do we show our dis disapproval for this hire? Like, what can we do?" I'm like, "Damn, they trying to organize around like her gig." Yo, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. Imagine, imagine a bunch of folks saying, "Yo, we want to get dead yeah. fired. How can we organize to help show that we get dead?" Like, imagine that. <laughs> yo, yo, she hate her gums because they black. Um, yo, she is Ruckus's direct daughter. All right, but no, nah, you know this. This was an interesting, interesting situation. And like I said, you know, I don't usually cheer on violence, but I'm lying. I love Stop fights. Lying. But um, <laughs> no. But in this case, you know, even when you're trying to be mature, I don't think it's immature to to you know feel some positivity behind this. Like I just can't. As much as I know about the history of this country, um, as much as I know about that situation and the fact that it got to that point because those people in that boat were acting like the forefathers of this country. They were being entitled. Mm-hmm. They were basically saying we can do what we want to do. They said that boat sat there for 45 minutes with the captain on the loudspeaker asking them to move their, move their boats. They're flipping them the bird and all kinds of stuff. Then they just walk off. I guess they went to the bar again and got some more drinks. So they just left the boat there by itself. And I think that's when they actually started to try to move the boat. And then they came back and saw a dude trying to move the boat. And, and and went up in his mouth, but um, <laughs> yeah, and and y'all know that the the black dude, the the hat thrower, the, the dude who sent out the bat signal, he's the co-captain. He was like the first mate. Yeah, on the boat. They kept calling boy security. That yeah, the white kind of wild that uh, across the, the media, that everybody kind of like getting security. stole with him. He drove him over there in a little boat to talk to them, and then you know, 
Aquaman, he just jumped off the boat and swam over there when he saw, you know, his man being attacked. So, yo, know. he's about that life. He a young man too. Like, right. he probably ain't gonna like never 16. have to. Yo, he gonna get all the damage. He probably gonna be like a college scholarship. Like he gonna be protected. <laughs> Yo, you seen the picture of him? I don't think he, he gonna yammy. He going to Tuskegee or Alabama. Hey, be awesome. Kill B. Kill B. Dev, I know you ain't hear what B. Austin said, but don't let him. Like, don't repeat that, yo. <laughs> I heard a little. I, I think I got the gist of what he said. I think I, I got the gist. Of hey, what cut he said. that out. Yo, cut that out. But, <laughs> I mean, those, those folks are represented in the struggle too. <laughs> Stop it now. All right, so, Yo, I mean, that wild. was the biggest story of the week. I mean, that was on news stations. It was all over the Internet, all over social media. That joint was everywhere. So, you know, we had to give a couple of minutes to that. But y'all know what? Before we get started with this sports stuff, we've got to remind y'all that whether y'all live with us or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of the show and all of the partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at warroomsports.com. Or, look, wherever you listen to the other podcasts that you listen to, look up World Room Sports Podcast Network, and you can get any of the shows that's on our network. So make sure you go do that. Um, shout out to everybody that's still moving strong on the network, Tissue and the Tape, the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, uh, Superstars, John Appetit on the couch with the Wilsons after further review with the mayor. Uh, shout out to everybody on the network and everybody that's archived on the network who's not putting in work anymore, man. Shout out to y'all as well. Since we're down to like our final eight regular episodes, I'll put it like that. Cause you know, if we got something we need to talk about, we always got a platform to come do it. But as far as y'all know what it is, if you've been with us this whole year, you know that our regular every week, Thursday format is going away. The Mothership show is going away. But like I said, if we got something to talk about, we will jump on here. Don't bank on it because we don't really like sports no more. But if something happened, you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and even if not, we got we got other shows on the network, you know. Shout out to Safe Space. Yeah. I, I never give sh- Safe Space so a catch me, catch me on the Safe Space. Yeah, catch, catch us on Safe Space because that's the show where we really, it's the show about nothing. So, People shouldn't even yeah. bat an eye when we go on there and talk about any kind of, kind of topic we want. So if we got anything to say about talk sports, about we might anything. throw it out on Safe Space, man. So yeah. Talk about John's I mean, dropping that net. <laughs> all kinds of stuff, man. We want to go on there and, you know, talk about – never mind. I ain't going to get into that. Anyway, Hot Topics, brought to you by my bookie, man. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for y'all to make some money sports betting. Sports bet at my bookie. When you go to my bookie – Make sure you put in our promo code so you can get an offer that will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. That promo code is WARROOM, all caps, one word. Visit mybookie.ag today, play, win, and get your bread, unless you're bad at it. Play, win, and lose your money. Either way, play, win, get your promo, you know, get your little deal before you lose it. All right, docs, since, you know, docs are big on the (laughs) – on the on the docket today, man, I'm, I'm all over with this. Um, me and Jimmy were talking earlier in the week because we both have been watching the the Wilt Chamberlain documentary called Goliath, which is on Showtime. Um, very interesting. I mean, being Philly natives, um, having interviewed Sonny Hill on this very show, there's not much that we can possibly learn about Wilt Chamberlain. 
but a documentary always puts things, frame things in a way that even if you knew all the information, the perspectives come off different. So you might think a little differently of the information that you're getting. Jim, what were your thoughts on that? Because I know the documentary was big on the narrative that we've been kind of fighting against, you know, for the 13 years that we've been on this show and, and bringing up Will Chamberlain every once in a while about, you know, how everybody just basically framed him as this loser and all of that kind of stuff. I even heard something on the documentary, Jim, that was like, you know, was he Goliath or was he David and was the Cel- or you know, were the Celtics Goliath, Bill Russell and the yeah. Celtics? You know, I mean, they try, kind of framed it that way. But what did you think about it? I mean, I thought it was a, a good doc overall. It was interesting to see their use of AI and like bringing Wolf's voice to life. Right, um, he narrated the jump I, for, for those who don't know. Yeah, I, I thought. <laughs> I told you one of my biggest takeaways is that yo, we got we got to put some respect on Sam Jones. And I need the Sam Jones doc because <laughs> as nice as nice as Boy was. It's like he's in the shadow of Russell, but like he was that guy, right? All he the big shots he was, even 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 when Russell like almost lost that 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 series when he threw the ball up against the uh, Yamini, who said that they you? never that they Am never talk about unless you get into things like this that they never yeah, talk and that's about. what I'm saying. Like, but but you, but you the hear thing is, like Havlicek stole the ball. You hear that all the time, but they never tell you that Bill Russell actually put them in that situation <laughs> with a turnover. They never tell you that. No, and, they don't tell you, and they don't tell Russell. you. And they don't tell but, you before before Russell made that turnover. Didn't Wilt go on like a seven zero run by himself to even bring himself. them back into the game? Like cooking bowl. Yeah, like all that stuff is lost. But this is, but you know what though? What, the interesting part about that is, this is what's happening to the times we grew up in. All nuance is lost with everything because at the end right. of the day, all people remember are winners and losers. Yeah. I remember we having a conversation last week about how. People talk about those Buffalo Bills teams like they was trash because they lost like the bowl four times. I'm like, yo, yeah. I say, yo, they lost to some of the greatest teams of all time, and you know how difficult it is to go to the bowl four times. They <clears> probably <throat> were the, the, the one of the best teams of that decade. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. probably they were. But at the end of the day, <laughs> people remember winners and losers, and context and nuance is lost, and it's sad to see. But you know, it, it's 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 going to start now. Like, I see it now with, like, certain players that played in our generation who were, like, all-time talents. Like, we even going right. to talk about a couple guys in a minute having their jersey retired, which is why it's always beautiful to see that because people get lost, though. Like, right. Even so, at least, like Jones, at least one lie. day when people forget about them, they'll see it and be like, yo, why are they jersey retired? And then when they ask that disrespectful question, then a lot of people can explain it to them. But, um... Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, and, and, I mean, that's why the narrative around Wilt has always been what it's, what it's been. Because, like you said, like, they're going to forget about all the context involved. Like, I, like, I've been screaming this from the hills for decades. You can really miss me with the Bill Russell's a better basketball player than Wilt Chamberlain. I don't think Bill Russell was close to the basketball player that Wilt Chamberlain is. There's no was there was close no to the doubt that Sam Jones was. <laughs> There's no doubt whatsoever that Bill Russell was a winner. I mean, he won on every level. Maybe he was on his super Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady at the end of the day ended up having a whole ton to do with as much as he won, but I think Tom Brady got into a very very lucky situation. I think Bill Russell got into a very very lucky situation. I also 
am not saying that they would have won 11 titles without Bill Russell. Maybe they wouldn't. Have I don't think they would have won anywhere. I don't think they would have won any. I don't think they would have won anywhere without Bill Russell. Without I think, Bill Russell, because what he did, I think he has was a, important. Yeah. But it's just like you, people have to stop mixing being a winner and you know individual yeah. rankings. Russell would be people. equivalent of Mr. Triple Single. <laughs> no, no, Bill, the thing, though. But the thing is, Mr. Triple Single, Golden State probably wouldn't have won without him. Exactly, exactly, and that, and that's what I'm that's what I was going to say. Like, there's no denying his like in his obsession with winning is documented. How like dudes used to like really get sick before like certain games because he wanted to win that bad to the point where it, like it messed with him physically. Like, so he has that. Like, I don't think they would have won any title for him. And his like, if you ever watch like some of his highlights on defense. That's what he really shines. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, yeah, he's, most highlights yo, you don't see, they don't show defense. He was the Celtics' Ben crazy. Wallace. And as much as Ben Wallace was Trizzy on the offensive end, Ben Wallace is a Hall of Famer because of what he did on that other side of the ball. And, and that so was Bill Russell's Bill Russell, defensive but highlights the look fact even that crazy he was on a team that like, won 11 and then coached one of them teams, like, he's yeah. going to go down. And his ability. So what, I, what I would say is that – I just hate not, that they always got to crap on Wilt to make him look better. But those two things are just tied at the hip, and there's no, there's no way around it because they were also utilized, um, you know, by the powers that be to kind of, like, promote the game. Before them, like, they were the NBA. So mm-hmm. it's just when you, read the, when you read the Russell book or when you watch a Russell doc, the half, of it's about, mm-hmm. half of it's about Wilt, and when you watch a Wilt doc, half of it's about Russell. It's just it's Magic Bird. It's just Casey like Magic Nas, Bird. It's Biggie, Biggie, mm-hmm. Biggie Tupac. You ain't gonna see no Biggie Doc without a Tupac mention. You ain't gonna see no Tupac Doc without Biggie. Like it's just, it's just one of those things. Shit, not even a mention. Just like a whole segment, whole chapter. Yeah, that's just, that's just <laughs> right. what it is. Like Nas, Jay Z, Biggie, Pac, Wilt, like Bill Russell. Uh, you know, Wilt, Bird, twenty thousand white Bird chicks. Magic. Twenty thousand white chicks ain't gonna write a book and not say nothing about Wilt. Like, <laughs> this thing just ain't gonna happen, yo. And, Yo, the crazy and, part is, right, Bo did like the some part game. about, like, the chicks, they were still talking about ball. Like, they were popping open the day. They like, he must have been, like, a charming dude, Paul, because they were still Yo, talking about Yo, did you see the one, John, like, talking about not just that the sex was great, because the sex was great. I'm like, damn, Will's still getting his props from the <laughs> <that was laughs> grave. Like, these chicks is in, like, they 60s, and they still talking about ball. Like, yo, if he came back right now, this is his. Yo, yeah, Wilt, man. Like we talk about Pee Wee Kirkland. You know, Wilt was a legend in and and a lot of games, man. He was, a, yeah. he was definitely a legend in a whole lot of games. So shout out to that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I thought it was, I it was very fact. well done. I like Yo, the way that. What y'all, think Wilt, what y'all think Wilt would charge for his OnlyFans if he was alive today? Hey, hey yo, <laughs> I, I, I think it was no like, human being can this. do that. <laughs> I think exactly. I think it was dope. I think it was dope the way they talked about um what he did for the business, like yeah. And in the way in the way Mark Lamont Hill broke it down because he was like, look, people always talk about like you know people setting up business and all this, but when you negotiate, even though it's for yourself, you're setting the standard. You're helping everybody. Like right. And and I thought it was dope the way they kind of like highlighted that. Like Wilt fighting for his own money, literally like spread money throughout the whole league. Right, so like without Wilt, there's no 
Mike. There's no LeBron. You know what I mean? There's no Kobe. Them dudes that made so much money from the game. They even went as far as to tell us, like, what everybody praises Mike for at the end of his career and what they praise LeBron for, Wilt did that too. Wilt signed a bunch of one-year deals so he could renegotiate at the table every year. So Mike wasn't the first to do that when he was getting 30 mil his last two years. LeBron wasn't the second to do that. When when he got a series of one year contracts, Wilt did that way back. Yo, in the day. what did you th- what did you think about this though, Dad? What do you think about the part when he said that Wilt had negotiated part ownership of the team, um, but yeah. then Boyd died? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it just made me think like how we always. I mean, it goes back to those quotes like "Ain't nothing new under the sun." Like everything we think. Somebody was a pioneer of, we're going to learn that somebody else did it, you know what I'm saying, way before them. Somebody who didn't get their props until somebody decided, I'm going to make, you know, a a documentary about this person and shine a light on what they really did versus what this nasty narrative of this dude has been, you know, for for the whole time that most of us have known his name. So I I loved it, man. So I loved it. So often to add this. Just to quickly tell it, he had like a relationship with the boy who owned the Sixers at the time. Like, like boy, like they they yeah. treat each other like family. So he told Wilt, like, "Yo, he's gonna give him a piece of the team." You know what I mean? With his next contract or whatever. Magic boy and boss. Yeah, the boy died, and he said, "I think they said like even his wife was there." Like, yeah, like that was the the the, uh, the agreement, but the new owner was like, "No, he ain't writing." He was like, "So," and the, but the crazy part is that they said the boy was like. I believe you, but it ain't right. So that's that's a movie. Stuff. Next thing, that's the kind of stuff that happened in movies. Yeah. Wow! You about to get your come up and then the person die. Yo, the wow. boy said, "I believe you, but guess what? It ain't right, so I ain't gotta abide by that." So that's how he ended up going to L.A. Like, <laughs> I didn't make the deal. From that point on, that's how he ended up going to the Lakers because it was like, damn. Yeah, he ain't mess with Sixers after that. Yeah, yeah, so but, I was but, but B, it was a lot of lot of the narratives that we've been fighting against were addressed in this. Um, you know, some of the people we played with addressed the whole. You know, you you let people tell it. They'll say Wilt played against all six five white guys and stuff like that. And he was like, that couldn't be farther from the truth. We've been fighting that fight for years. Like I have written notes we, we when that argument list. comes up, so I can just go copy and paste the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seven it's, footers. It's, it's, six, I got a list. I got a list right now. Right, right now in my Google. Go grab it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we've been fighting that fight for a long time, but I that, that's I enjoyed. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it because you know, and that's the thing is, I don't know how many people are going to watch it. Like. Wilt is one of those dudes that's – I'm trying to think if I can even call him polarizing because I just – I don't know a lot of people who who claim to love Wilt, you know, outside of Sunny Hill. I don't know a lot of but people that because, claim to love Wilt. But you know what? I, the, doc, the doc also addressed that too. It's also, shout out to Kevin Garnett because from my understanding, he put the bread up for this. Like, he's the one responsible for bringing this to life. Like, And I, I think that's dope too that, like, you know – we we talk about how all these athletes have podcasts and all that, but they're also creating creating things like this. So it was our folks telling our Man. own stories. So shout to Kevin Carr. Because I was wondering until I looked it up, I'm like, why well, is he randomly in there? He ain't played on this time. But I guess if I put the bread up, I'm going to get my bars off too. <laughs> right. Just to show you all, I was amazed when I heard that he did this and heard that he did that because that's yeah, all he yeah, was doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, 
and they actually kept Sonny. He was his appearances B were limited. I guess they wanted to, you know, keep the documentary uh, PG. So, <laughs> but you, but you saw what I you saw they what didn't want to they didn't release it on Pornhub, so they didn't let Sunny talk too much. Yeah, they didn't want to they didn't want to show you what OnlyFans would have really been. <laughs> but you but you saw what I was talking about, Dev. How they brought him in for like literally for like to hype certain parts up. Like he was yep. like the color commentator in the general. Exactly, exactly. Like we say something, you don't believe it? Listen to this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I think that it was definitely, it was definitely well done. But they actually addressed that part you said in the documentary, where part of the reason why the, the narrative about him has been what it is, and people don't like him, is because they had to find, you know, the the David and Goliath story. In every story, somebody has to be the good guy, somebody has to be the bad guy, right? So mm-hmm. he, he became girl, what kind of like I saw Will Dunk while in a threesome. So it's like it's kind of like they they have to do that to sell the game, and it's funny when I when I when I think about that because that play still works to this day, like it just always works. Like yeah, we love definitely. good guy bad guy. We just that's that's how our brain and, works, and that's why I think Jim. That's why I'm, I fear a lot of people won't even give the doc a, a, the time of day, and even if they do, they're so set in their ways they're not going to care what they hear. They like truth be damned, I don't care what. What I'm gonna hear, what I think is what I think. Um, and last thing, B, you was talking, actually, you know, like we we always talk about rules that change because of ball. One that I didn't know that I learned during the documentary. You know how you have to wait till you, actually, you have to wait now because it was like you had to wait till you release the ball from the foul line to to go into the lane to go get it. Now you got to wait till it actually touches the rim. Because of Wilt, Wilt used to dunk the ball from the free throw line because he couldn't shoot foul Ooh. shots. So he would just he would just jump, stretch out, and dunk the jump because there was no rule. He's like I'm, he's doing it from he's leaving from the foul line. So back then that was legal. Yeah. So now, but since now you have to stand behind no the human being can do that. Since no human <laughs> being could do that, and then they found one that could. They like nah, yeah, that that's cheating. Because then at that point he's never. He's but see, gonna be this is this is the, the thing. Power. This is the thing that the he's folks dead. don't understand. Wilt like, wasn't a we, human being. <laughs> guys that came through the league, like Wilt, and, like even if you watch like the Kareem doc, like the way they were changing the rules for like some of these dudes back in the day, like we don't see that no more. Like it, it's yeah. it's just like it's a different level. Like yo, imagine basketball saying yo, you can't dunk. That's what they did for Kareem. Like yo, you can't dunk no more. Which I find is like that's why I think when people talk about stuff back then they just so disrespectful with their words it's a lot of this stuff that i wasn't around to see but i'm not going to just disrespect it i mean unless we disrespect it in jest but i'm not just going to disrespect it bill russell at at the time you know what i'm saying like this was this was Dumb. the toughest competition at the time and even you know when will this came thing. in <laughs> he, like it, it just kills me man it's, it's only it's only going to get worse now, and the reason I say that is because of sneaker money. Because the sneaker money makes it even worse. Because now you have sneaker companies promoting certain people. You would think that the '80s, Yo. like like Magic and Bird, played nobody else. They just played each other every night. Like, think about all the great <laughs> players from the '80s who don't even get mentioned. And they weren't like, even in the mentioned. they weren't even in the same conference, so Hold they on. didn't play each other. I know half as much as they would make you think they did. <laughs> but J- Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. 
Breaking news. And you would think that this, this up. Pause. Did y'all know that the sneaker companies actually run US USA basketball? Yeah, I did. I did. The reason the reason Ant Man didn't start initially allegedly is because he's not an Adidas guy. I heard that. I heard that's why they do Trey Young so dirty. Yeah. Oh, that's filthy. That's he crazy. said, "Yo, yo, Gilbert, Gilbert was talking about that. He was like, yo, he said yeah. some of the stuff that Trey Young has already accomplished and what he's done. He was like, especially that series against the Knicks. He was like, if he was on the right sneaker brand and and played for the right organization, he would be put up there right now with like one of the top five guys based on his accomplishments. He's he carried that team to the playoffs several years by himself and has performed in the playoffs at a certain level, but he ain't got the right connections. But the point is, that's the point I'm making though, B. Austin, is that." Moving forward, now you have them in the mix. They they're they're um, going to market certain guys, so it's going to get worse. I mean, if you if you talk to people now, some of the younger generation, they think that like Mike just played in the '90s by himself. He just he just shot one. Like he played one. <laughs> there was no other teams. Like, and then after Mike, after Mike, Shaq and Kobe pulled up. Like, like it's just Peace, it's Mike. just. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like dog. Like it's just wild. Like you know, because this thing about the thing about basketball is there's so many guys that have contributed to what the NBA is. There's so many people that put their blood, sweat, and tears into building that organization, and it's sad that you know a lot of it gets lost. So, we, but I think that stuff it's like it's also this backfiring on Mike a little bit now, though, because the people that's trying to crap on oh, Mike absolutely. act like he ain't played against absolutely. no competition, like like you and Barkley. <laughs> All them cats weren't around. You know, during that time. But this narratives are so powerful in sports because they just like start and then that's just the narrative. It's just narratives are so powerful in sports. But that's why, what KG did with this doc, and what others are doing, and you know, in the space in terms of telling our stories is so important. Speaking of docs, like like speaking of narratives, um, another documentary that we watched this week, the uh, Untold Netflix joint about Johnny Menzel, Johnny Football. Um, and yeah. his meteoric rise and fall, yo, it and that that definitely put oh. that in pers- in perspective because you realize how quickly the rise and how quickly the fall was. But oh, this is some of the was, wildest content I think I've ever seen in my life. Felt, it don't felt like it took a, a matter of months. I know it was Johnny's rise and fall was dope. This this is some of the wildest content I've ever. I, I knew I knew that I knew that he was a wild dude, but I had no idea. This yeah, is like yeah, the epitome yeah. of white privilege. It's the epitome of white yeah. privilege. It's, Yo, this is one of the Vegas I might ever saw. The night before games. <laughs> Remember no, that one time yo, he said he he missed the flight, so he tried to get a commercial flight to to come back, and they were all gone. So he just said, "Fuck it." Let's party tonight. Let's get yeah. hammered. <laughs> like, yo, no, like, yo, it's, like, you're, you're like, on the real, you're Johnny Football. Somebody would have private, somebody would have PJ'd you over to where you needed to be. But he didn't care, man. It, that was the thing about it's so much. <laughs> he was just yo, physically so talented. I don't even know where to start, yo. Yeah, right. I'm, not I, I'm that, just going to start with the fact that he was so physically I'm talented. He was mind, never I, yo, really good as a quarterback. He was he was never really good as a quarterback. He was just physically talented. They weren't used to seeing white dudes running around like that. You know, we're in an era where people fall for that, you know, except for the people who really know football. 
So there was a lot of people out there that could tell you that this was going to happen from jump because dude never had any love for the game. He never had, yo, yeah, I B, his best friend was saying football was kind of like something he did. It was like a, a means to an end. Football was, was the popularity from football just helped him party harder. But partying was yeah. what he was really about. Yo. My man said the whole time he was at Texas A&M, he'd never seen Bull look at a playbook. He'd never seen him Yo. look at a playbook. He was like, football no. is just something he did when he, when you know, before the party started so, later that night. <laughs> yo, I don't even know how to start this, man. Like, yo, my my voice. I don't even know how to start this. I, all I'm gonna say is this: I I don't Begin. know if I've ever seen anything more more reeking of white privilege, dog. First of all, all right, let's start here. Like when he was getting investigated for the NCAA for taking bread, it came out that his people had money. The doc tells you they just made that up. It's not true, B. Boy had it. And and, Boy's and remember, was I remember we were on the air during all this time. That was the running narrative, and you know he's white, so why not believe it? We we talked yeah, about that, like oh, money. he comes from bread. He comes from no. He bread. comes from oil money. He, like, <laughs> he comes from no, no bread, B. That was just something Yo, they used to say like this money, was, like he, right? His, his grandpa his was grandpa basically was laundering, laundering money for him. him. Yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. laundering money for him. And he on the jaw, and his grandpa on the dock laughing, like, and he's like, yeah, my grandpa's a G. He on the jaw laughing. I'm like, yo, what is going no, there, on There's here? not a, a lot of remorse. There's not a lot of remorse being shown in this Dog, yo, dad, the whole thing is about him basically being an alcoholic. The whole deal <laughs> is about him being an alcoholic and how it ruined his life. But the end of the dot goes off of him drinking beers. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but and B, he, he, did, he, did, he ramped up his drinking and drugs purposely to get out of Cleveland. Yo, it's so many parts of this stuff. I should have so, I should have wrote, literally wrote down notes because I'm remembering <laughs> stuff as we had this conversation. The part no. that took me out the most is he went out like, – first of all, first of all, his agent begging him just not to use drugs or drink before the draft, and he couldn't even do that. <laughs> it's like, dog, what is wrong with you? So, the day of so his pro ball, day, the, ball the night hung, before his pro day, with the, uh... he – Jimmy, he the boy that hang Johnny football hang with the the black boy receiver boy that I hate, Josh. Josh Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Who uh who uh yeah, they, Skip they, Bayless they, they said was, him and Josh was gonna revolutionize the game in Cleveland. B. Austin, listen to this story though. I gotta get this story off. His pro day, he went out partying all night, and he took the receivers he was supposed to have at his pro day with him. They were so hungover, they couldn't get up to even work out with him. He had nobody to work out with him. He had his, like, agent and, like, his he manager. He was going to his agent routes. and his lawyer. They were running routes yo, for him. Yeah, because he had nobody else to go to. Yeah. But what, like, what, team, yo, what, team, what team B was dumb enough to sit there and see this and be like, that's our guy? Yep. Cleveland will He Cleveland traded into the first time. round of getting Cleveland. Remember, Merrill High said, if you pick this dude with more than a compensatory pick, then you're stupid. They picked this boy in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> they first picked this boy in the first Hyde round. Merrill knew. <laughs> Merrill oh, knew it was so, it's so many stories in this, John, that I'm sitting there with my mouth open and paused like, yo, this just reeks. And he didn't care at the death point. He didn't care at all. He still don't care. Yeah. Because part still, of it, he still don't and that's another part, that's – Another huge part of this, this story is how the NCAA, how foul they are. 
everybody was running yeah, they, back they up on these. You got a whole they stadium built. Because they, yeah, in, in, in a year. They made enough money in a year to say, oh. Because remember, build a whole new when he got there, that was their first year in the SEC. They just moved to the SEC. Yeah, yeah, it was. They weren't competitive. They were a middle-of-the-road team. Bull wasn't even supposed to be the starting quarterback. He won the job. They started beating people. They beat Alabama. They had a great season. He won the Heisman. What they say, Jim? Like, what he generated that year for them in free yeah. marketing was like, did they say like $700 million, something crazy like that? God, something crazy. Some, some dumb something number, crazy some like dumb that. Number. Dog. They said, hey, if we're going to be this big, then we need to build a new stadium. <laughs> we need to do all that. So when Johnny Menzel goes back now, like that, he literally goes back to visit the house that he built. Like, yeah. literally. He even said, when I was here, they didn't have this, they didn't have this, the equipment wasn't like this. <clears throat> they really pimped this dude. They started selling his jersey in the store. He had the number one selling jersey in college football. Wasn't getting nothing off of it. And they investigating him for charging for for some autographs. So, so, so that was that. He was, was wilding. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. I, mean, I, I, I might not see Wilt Doc, but I'm definitely watching Johnny. So it's on Net, it's on Netflix, dog. It's only like an yeah. hour and twenty minutes, but it's like an hour and twenty minutes full of just like complete complete tail ratchetness. My dude, my dude is in college, missing practice, but showing up courtside at like a Lakers game. When you're not even supposed to have money to do that. And he got to a point in such a quick time where he couldn't go out without getting mobbed. So they turned, they they made all his classes online, which Cliff Kingsbury was like, that was a mistake. Like. You're not gonna. You can barely get Johnny Manziel to do anything in class in person. Giving him classes online was just pretty much a waste of time. Um, yeah, it, it was crazy. It was so much privilege how much, and entitlement. How much money involved. is Bull? How much money did Bull mm-hmm. stack? Like, does he still have bread? I've read that he's worth like five million dollars or something like that. I, I mean, he's, all I know is. <clears throat> Was literally on talking about how much coke he did. Like my man was like, "Look, I needed some coke." Like he was, you know, he was, he was, uh, yo, dog. It's so many stories we weave within this one story. And but it was, but Jim, it was like, it wasn't a lot care. of years. Like the the range of this story was so short. No, real short. Most people, even with an hour and twenty minute documentary, they're telling you the story of thirty years, forty years. Like this was like yeah. four years, dog. Like, Yo, like you're, you're the rise and fall in like four years. We had say, never heard of this dude a... before maybe yeah. four or five games into his freshman year. He was the biggest yeah. Yo, he had, he, months. He had, he had, he had third string quarterback. It's months. It's thirty six months. Boy, boy had his third string quarterback taking all his drug tests for him. He was just out here complete. <laughs> Yo, you telling the coach he told the coach, yo, like, yo, I'm the best player in college football, so I ain't practicing. <laughs> and, and, but, yo, but that was the mistake thing. that people made on him, though, because of the way he played. Like I said, they're just not used to seeing a white boy scrambling around, juking people like that. They automatically give you a narrative that they don't really know if it's true or not. And the narrative about him was he was a dog. Like, he got the dog in him, and he had everything but the dog in him. Dude had... Yo. No work ethic whatsoever. The, Cleveland told his agent his rookie year, 
Like, he's not watching any film. His agent was like, come on, man, you're being, you know, that's hyperbole. He got to be watching some film. He was like, dog, his iPad hours are 0.0. Like, he hasn't picked up they the could iPad. Tra- yo, they they could track your hours. How much he watched it. <laughs> I'm like, dog, at least, like, at least pick the John up, you know, so to, so to start registering time, maybe a couple minutes go by, flip some pages to act like you've done something. Dude joint was 0.0. So he was basically on his. I know. I know. Kyle he was Murray on his Jamarcus like, Russell, but they didn't. They didn't try to quiz him and fool him like they did Jamarcus Russell, because you know he wasn't black. <laughs> he wouldn't have cared. Yo, he wouldn't have cared anyway. He wouldn't have lied. He probably wouldn't have lied. Like, no, nah, I was at a party. Fuck that. Bitch. Yo, and that's the thing. The thing about it, be awesome, which is so crazy, is the whole time this goes on, he doesn't make excuses. He doesn't like deny it. He just don't care. Like my man is literally failing upwards. But the one he thing I will no say though, no dog in him whatsoever. The one thing I will say though, them college highlights are fire though. Like my man, the, 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 that little quick money had was crazy. He was getting busy. He was crazy. But it's like next to a college highlight. A knowledgeable deal. football person, you gotta know that without a lot of work and a lot of improvement, that kind of stuff wasn't gonna translate to the league. You had nah. to know that. But a lot of people were fooled, man. A lot of people are full. So that's that's but definitely also, one y'all gotta also that, y'all gotta watch. Brand, I mean, yeah. me and Jimmy that definitely rebel, just spoiled rebel everything brand. for y'all, but yeah, it's a whole lot more to it. So go no, watch it's it. a whole lot more that we probably don't remember because <laughs> it was just an hour and twenty minutes of pure pure pale racket. I ain't gonna hold you, Jim. I don't, don't do this, but I might watch that again. <laughs> I might watch that so, down again. Yo, the fact that he didn't care, he never made excuses. It's like, yo, you gotta blame everybody else because he was telling y'all who he was. Right. He didn't lie. Like some of these dudes lie. Like he didn't lie. You can hit the fool me once, but like they knew what he was doing. They knew what he was doing, but you know, when they want that success off your back, they're going to give you all the leeway you need as long as you show up on Saturdays and, and, and you're getting those W's and you're making that money Listen, for he school, was a, being a Heisman candidate. He was an early... He was an early influencer. They knew that they knew that his name was money. You know what I'm saying? Like his name was money. They didn't make us they could use him to sell product. You know, his squad be at practice and this boy be somewhere taking pictures of Floyd Mayweather and Justin Bieber. <laughs> and you know Floyd Floyd Mayweather and Justin Bieber ain't at Texas A and M, so not like he was at the no. facility. <laughs> My man in Vegas while they at practice. I meet y'all Saturday yeah, with a game at where we, where we at, Alabama? I meet you on Tuscaloosa. Boy tried to go to Vegas and put a disguise on. It was the worst disguise I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that mustache? Yeah. Yo, yeah, that, that was just, terrible, yo. Yeah. But, yeah, he was well, a big line. Crystal line meth with uh, Justin Bieber. His parents even disowned <laughs> him for a minute. Yo, they were like, yo, we just yo, can't I'm, get through like, to him. All right, so y'all definitely go check that out. As much as we spoiled and didn't care, it's a whole lot more to it, and y'all still going to sit there probably watching it with your mouth wide open like, what the? <laughs> like, yo, this dude is crazy. All right, but look, uh, Jimmy mentioned this earlier, man. The Phoenix Suns are retiring the jerseys of Sean Marion, number 31, and Amari Stoudemire, number 32. Like, what do y'all think about this? Like, in Suns history, are these two of the best players in Suns history? I, I unequivocally say... They definitely are. Yeah, um, definitely, yeah. Sean Marion is definitely one of the more underrated players 
in NBA history. Sean Marion yeah, throughout his time with the Suns was pretty much a twenty and ten dude. And, yes, and we don't know yeah, I'm glad when you bring up Sean flowers. Marion, all we talk about is his his crazy looking jump shot. But we don't talk yeah, about terrible the Matrix. Because yeah, the Matrix. Bull, yo, bull his athleticism, man. his defense. He was a two way player too, so my man, my man, man defended the two, the three, and the four. And and I ain't yeah. gonna hold y'all. Sons of Mari, Sons of Mari was a problem. He was different. <laughs> Sons of Mari was a problem. Yeah. It's funny. They, they, Amari, Amari, Sons of Amari, Amari, Amari could ball, man. Amari could ball. Amari, yo, Amari could hoop. And people made a big deal out of him in New York. And I thought he had fallen off by the time he hit New York. I mean, he was still good. I don't, even, even, even when he first got to New York, he still could ball. But I, yeah. it was like Injuries. putting the whole franchise on his back was a bit much. Yeah. I mean, he always, he, he always stood tall he was, and was talented. He was fragile. Bars. I see what you did there. <laughs> but um no, so you know, so they they're gonna receive what they call the franchise's highest honor bestowed to individuals who made an enduring impact on their in on their organization. Uh some of the people who are already in the Suns uh ring of honor include uh, Alvin Alvin Adams, Charles Barkley, Tom Chambers, Walter Davis, Connie Hawkins, Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, Steve Nash, and Dick Van Arsdale, um, and Paul Westfall, of course. Um, but those are all the Suns' retired numbers. Um, joining them on the Ring of Honor was, uh, besides those players, was Jerry Colangelo, Cotton Fitzsimmons, John McLeod, Al McCoy, and Joe Prosky some of their coaches and executives over the years. But um, Sean Marion's ranks in Phoenix history, and the crazy part about this, he was fifth in points in, in the history of the Suns, second in rebounds, second in steals, third in blocks. And the crazy part is the Suns is not even who he broke through and won a championship with. He finally got his ring with the, with the Mavericks with, uh, alongside Dirk. Stat, his uh, Phoenix numbers – uh, his ranks, he was seventh in points, fifth in scoring average, third in rebounds, and fifth in blocks. So, yeah, shout out to these two because I think they they definitely deserve to be up there. And, you know, for Phoenix, you know what that's I mean? Too, like when we start talking about these two dudes like- in the Hall of Fame, in the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame, then that's going to be another conversation where we actually have to do more thinking and put more context into it. But for that organization, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just going to say no, no to the home. But for that organization, yeah, I, I you know, that's two crazy numbers. No, no, is it like 32 and 33? Anything numbers like 32 and 33? 31, 31 and 32. <clears throat> oh, 31 and 32. Okay, I know it's something close. That's, that's, yeah. I guess 31, but 32 is a number that a lot of people like, so I don't know. Yeah, 32 has always been a, 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 a utilized number in basketball. But, you know, kids changing now. Stuff's getting different. There's more people yeah. going towards the single digits, and there's more the people single, going yeah, the towards zero. the crazy numbers, like, you know, the Dennis Rodman-type numbers, 99 and stuff like that. So so all them joints in the middle get retired during this generation. People still going to be okay. So <laughs> yeah. shout out to those two. I think it's well-deserved for that organization. Um, stat of the week, man. <laughs> this, this this stat sounds sounds crazy. Number of indictments: Donald Trump three, Al Capone two. 
Donald Trump is somebody that they're still considering for another presidential run. (laughs) He got more indictments, federal indictments, than Al Capone. Of course, there's context to that. Al Capone was only indicted twice, but he had so many charges, you know, in his indictments. Like, there's not a lot of competition behind that because he was charged for income tax evasion, um, 22 counts of income tax evasion, and his second indictment was for violating the Volstead Act, 5,000 violations of the Volstead Act, which was the prohibition laws. So I'm figuring, because, you know, even gangsters kept books. They probably took his books, like we saw in Untouchables, probably counted each and every sale they ever made and made each of them joint a violation of the Volstead Act. Yo, so shout out to Donald Trump for on the surface being a bigger criminal than Al Capone and still, still having a chance to be the next president of the United States after being the former Yo, president all, of the United States. All, all the life <clears> that Al Capone lived and all the negative things that he did to the world and all the crimes, my man still somehow went out from smashing the dirty junk. But but all but the way he died, Jim, and the way he went to jail. It's like, yo, he done had so many people murked, he done baseball batted so many people, he done started so many wars, and all they could get this born was tax evasion and selling booze. Yeah. And then, like you said, he did all of that, and he didn't even get murked by the gunshot or anything like that. He ain't dying. He died from dirty yams. He forgot to clean his yams before he cooked them. Come on, man. (laughs) Who death was worse, though? Who death was worse, his or or Prodigy? My man was tough as shit. I still don't believe Prodigy, though. Yeah, come on, man. Choking on on an egg. Come on, man. I don't believe that, As many four-pounders as he carried, he can't go out choking on an egg. Dog. He, but he also <laughs> told you who was on his mind, soul, and his body, too, though. He told y'all what it was. Uh, he told y'all. He did tell y'all that. I'm a nanny on my mind, soul, yeah. and my body. Yeah. If he went out like that, though, like, come on, people. Yo, they said my man, I he died from an egg choke. Uh, Ain't nobody around that can Heimlich, my man. He can't go out like that. No, I, I just don't believe that. Oh, I don't believe that. Too many, too many four pounders, man. Come on, man. All right, but rest in peace to P, man, and Al Capone. And shout out to Trump for being that bull. Um, <laughs> NFL news, man. B, you'll be interested in this. Jalen Hurts has been voted number three on the NFL's top 100 list. This is after him never making the list before. He appears on this year's list at number three. All I'm going to ask you, B, how much disappointment are they setting us up for this season? You know the Eagles only make runs when we are under the radar and nobody picks them to do anything. Whenever the pressure's on, whenever we're supposed to be that, and our players are this and our players are that, that's when it doesn't happen. That's when it doesn't happen, man. I, they are setting us up for so much failure right now. <laughs> I knew Yo. that like the hype around him is like is, is is getting crazy, but this was shocking to me when I saw it. Yo. I posted in the group like, "Yo, what's going on? Like three? Because pro- to me, pro- honestly, I think it's unfair. Problem, to him. The problem I have, he didn't even jump on the list at twenty five. Jim, the, this boy jumped in at the 20. problem I have. 
Jimmy, yo, it's unfair. It proves that the this players. It proves the players are idiots. Because the players vote this right. It's not the media. It's the players that vote. I think so. Yo, the play. Yo, for all of the talk, if you didn't play this sport, then you don't know. Like we know, because we play. You voted. Y'all let Jalen Hurts fool y'all into thinking that he's the third most dangerous man in the NFL. Are you serious? This is this is this is the year for me. Like with Jalen, like I feel like last season going into the season, like I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable. You know that this was our starting quarterback. I was like, give him a chance, but I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable. I'm a hundred percent comfortable that he's our starting quarterback, but I'm not a hundred percent convinced that he's as good as last year. He puts another season together like that, then all bets are off, and I'm like, all right. This is this is the guy, like everything they gave him, yeah. he deserved blah blah blah. But the reason I say that, and, and when I say that, he don't have to be runner up MVP. He don't have to be MVP. He don't have to be in the MVP race. Just having a season comparable to what he did last year will convince me, like, okay, the bull really is that bull. You know what I'm saying? Like the work ethic that they talk about and him wanting to get better, it's real. It wasn't a flash in the pan. Um, we're not going to be able to tell if it was talent-related or not because the Eagles are still a uber-talented offense. But I, it, if he put together another season like that, I'm sold. But a lot of people, they already there. And I just think a lot of this Cole is off, setting Coach. us up for disappointment, disappointment man. Cole a off, lot Coach. of this. But one of these years, I'm like, why not us? Like, why can't we be the team that's actually good year after year? Why can't we be in the Super Bowl? Hey, listen, why can't year you, after why year? can't you get the franchise why can't you get the franchise quarterback? Hopefully why, yeah, that right. he and is, why can't we be like the next Patriots? Team. Probably because the Chiefs are, but why can't we be the next Patriots? <laughs> I mean, hopefully he can be who they say he is. Like you know, he, he says all the right things. Uh, he, I'm telling you, like dude dude got the LeBron playbook, but you know, let's see if he has a LeBron success. You know what I mean? Like, why, you know, it is what it is. Why can't our quarterback be the Peyton Manning to their Tom Brady, to the Chiefs' Tom Brady? You know what I'm saying? Why can't? So hopefully it is this way, man. <laughs> we wanted to be one. No. Way. No. <laughs> Damn. Nah, nah, nah B. No. Nah. No. Give him a chance, B. Yo. Give him a chance. Yo, no, 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 no. We know football, man. We know sports. Just because we don't, just cause we don't like sports anymore. Pounds, B. Just because we don't like sports anymore don't mean we don't know it. Listen, man. Yo, yo, the boy, give yo, you see the squat? It's bench press? <laughs> I give Jalen his love and his credit, man. But we waited for too long into his career for a starting NFL quarterback. His redeeming quality is to be that he leg presses 600 pounds. Like, come on, man. They didn't say, yo, bull can, uh, Bull's accuracy is great. No, Bull goes in the weight room with the linemen. Like, yo, all of those intangibles are great. Howie Roseman is masterful at putting together talented teams and working within the cap. What's really going to happen, I, I don't think this season is going to be – I don't think this season is going to be the issue. The problem is – And we, and we play that first-place schedule too. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. We we paid this man, and when it's time to re up, yo, I hope yo y'all I hope y'all know Skeletor's gone, yo. 
Bellator is out after after this season. Yeah, he gone. We gonna lose. We we lose anybody who's on a deal that has to get re up for big money. We and that's gonna be the problem when you take all of that talent away. They're heralding him as if he's a team carrier. He's not a team carrier. He is probably what they want Dak to be. He's a guy you can plug in with a lot of talent and say, yo, don't F this up. Let's move it forward. Sure, coach's son, all of that, you know, LeBron's school of chivalry, like he does a but, good job. But I don't think Bull's talent is exceedingly high. I let me read something to you, B. And and that's what I'm saying. I don't necessarily 100% hey, disagree man. with we you. Gonna, we gonna but there's the something there. You turn into the next thing. Red, there's something there, at least statistically, and that's why I said if he can repeat this. And when I say repeat it, I don't care about awards or being in the mix for awards and all that kind of stuff. But this is Jalen Hurts' career ranks inside the pocket. This is inside the pocket, including the playoffs. In 2020 and 2021, his total QBR was 29th in the league. Now, this is back when we were saying, yo, he ain't it. And all his numbers and all his ranks lended itself to us saying, he ain't it. His total QBR in 2022 was second. He went from 29th to second. Completion percentage inside the pocket in 2021 and 2020 32nd in the league. He was worst starting quarterback in the league, completion percentage inside the pocket. In 2022, he was first in the league. 2020 and 2021, his touchdown to interception ratio was 30th inside the pocket. In 2022, Mm -hmm. he was first. So he went from 29th to second, 32nd to first, 30th to first. So yeah, even though the players they run Let around because they did say right that now, man. they go. did say that in his interview for the top 100, dude. What he what he he bench press? I mean, he uh, squatting 500. Yeah, they are idiots who say that kind of stuff. But there's more meat on that bone, Pauls, than the play dumbass <laughs> players are giving them credit for. They're putting them number three. Let him cook for, for stupid reasons. You know what I'm saying? But his improvement is something that you got to be like, yo. Like, All right. So, so what let me, kind of let quarterback in steroids was this ball from from let me, let me ask you Let the young man grow. Let me young man I'm gonna let you ask. No, I'm gonna no, let you I'm ask because I'm I'm gonna throw the disclaimer out there. This doesn't mean it, the fact that I'm saying I want to see this one more time is me saying I don't completely believe this. But at the same time, to go that far, there has to be something there, right? We can't just say no. No, there is, there is, some, there is something there. There is, there is something there. What I'm what I'm saying is, and I'm gonna ask y'all. What I'm saying is, when in in today's NFL, with the way the contracts work, with the amount of salary cap that he eats up, in order for us to sustain, in order for us to sustain, is gonna is gonna require Howie Roseman magic because we've always agreed. We've always said your top five quarterbacks are guys. That that carry a team, they cover over deficiencies. Right now, the Eagles roster doesn't have a lot of deficiencies. Maybe linebacker, he, he don't need to cover that over. So, what what I am saying is, 
I feel like you can toss him the keys and he won't wreck the car. He'll make a couple good plays and he's going to get amplified credit. Now, what I would ask you is I don't disagree with he, that. He, I don't really he's a, think he's he a game, he's would a game, be a he's a game manager. With what we hmm. have, in man, it might it might only be three quarterbacks in a whole league that can actually do what you're saying. I get your point, but it might do only you be a need, couple. No, but let me ask: Do you need him? But to you don't need him to win no chip, though. Do you but need then him it's to only be about three quarterbacks in the league that's getting paid like bull. <laughs> yeah, need him to be three, more than about. that. <laughs> like, do you need him to be? Because to be honest, the ball that the ball that nutted up and has lost his career, the white ball. He probably seven times as talented, but he feels the need to actually have to use that talent on one out of every four plays, and that's what costs him. So do you feel as though you need him to be more of a talent than he is or is what he is sufficient for what we have as a team? That's the question. I, I, I'm not ready to make the decision that he don't have the talent. Like, I, I just I, – I, you got to give him the opportunity. You've seen this ball I feel, I feel, football, I feel, I feel, I feel like too soon to, to, to judge either way. You're talking you talking about arm talent? Blow the football, man. Yeah. I mean, you can he, throw listen, he ain't got the strongest arm. He, he got he, the weakest. He the I mean, arm. now, certain things, what I would agree with, if he right now, and, you know, even though, you know, I've always lamented receivers for being so dependent, if he didn't have the guys that he had right now and he had to throw in the tighter windows, we might be in a little bit of trouble just because – even on, you know, 15-yard, 10-yard, you know, passes, the ball kind of takes a while to get there because he's squatting 600, but he must not be bench pressing a lot or whatever whatever exercise you got to do for your throwing motion. My man pitches a 40-mile-an-hour fastball. My man pitches a 40-mile-an-hour fastball. That would be the case. But, look, at this point, if Howie can keep that kind of talent around him, we're never going to have to find out, or at least we're never going to have to find out again. His first year as a starter didn't go so well. The talent wasn't what it is, what it was last year. I'm hoping we'll never have to so, find out. We can just say yay, Jalen, for the rest of his career and watch him get better. A lot of this, what gives me pause is this. What gives me pause is the fact that you're, you, the success the team had, so you lose, you lose a lot of your coaching staff. Um, mm-hmm. And how, how good which is might the head be coach? Can the head coach step to, up? You know, right? Yeah. So that 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 to me is what gives me pause. But at the end of the day, I don't think the whole idea of like, yo, because I mean, obviously he's not dude, so I'm not comparing him. So don't don't think I'm comparing him. But yo, Patrick Mahomes ain't got much talent around him either. He, I mean, he doesn't have much talent around him, right? So, but he's able to. But that's the point B was that making. Though he covers for that. He's no, nice enough it. to cover for that. I, but I we say it, that though. Is, we say that though. But I, I ain't gonna hold you. This bull went toe to toe with that bull in the Super Bowl, man. And Patrick yes, he did. Absolutely, he did. Absolutely, he did. Absolutely, he did. What I'm saying, I would is, argue, he had a better I, game, even though I think he had the actual play that lost the game. But it's not like so he did I that agree, and I just agree, nutted up I agree and folded after that. My man went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes in the Super. I agree with all of that. That's why, for me, I don't think it's uh, I don't think that it's appropriate to make a decision one way or the other. So for me, it's just like I think we're still at a wait and see type type time. Like you know, now how do you adjust without your coordinator? Like, right? You know, and and that's where I am now. Now, like, now, that's why I'm like, yo, if he give me another seat, like I'm gonna still wait and see before I totally jump off the cliff. 
But if he plays on this level again or anywhere near that level, I'm going to just drop all the doubt and just give this man his, his total props. If he now, does that, he I'm this episode up, and I'm making a meme of B. Austin because B. Austin's already you make this for No, no. I'm saving the, the, I'm saving the file. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saving the file because I don't think it's that. I got the my thing is I got the take, Nick. My because my thing is this, right? We don't know how he'll respond. Like he he he, he talks to you know he's very calculated. I but want how him do you to be what he now, how he acts. I want him to really be that. When you're now the hunted, right? The difference is like you're not going to surprise anybody anymore. They already put you up there, so you're coming in. You know, you're the hunted now. Yo, Jimmy's been on his Mister Butler for I'm, two weeks straight now. <laughs> yeah, Good I got to say, <laughs> the hunt is on. You're <laughs> Yo, a nice um, size plate, Keisha. I know you, you got one more stat there, but I got another stat that we got. I just want to throw out there real fast because I thought mm-hmm. about it as we were um, having the Johnny Manziel conversation. Johnny Manziel's whole sh- whole ish was like thirty something months. He still got more three hundred yard games than uh than Justin Fields. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's definitely a, a probably got more three hundred yard games than McNabb. <laughs> yeah, he only got Johnny listen, by the, by the way, by the way, Johnny Manziel only threw for three hundred yards one time. It just said Justin Fields still hasn't done it yet. <laughs> Yo. I mean, come on, Justin threw for ten, so am, am I right with that? Was it ten or was it one? It was something crazy. That just somebody Yo, look Justin that up, Fields man. I'm going to move on, but somebody football. find that game. We're both through for, like, less than 10 yards. Um, And you get, like – and I'm, I'm a Justin Fields fan. Like, I really think he has the potential to be something. But at the same time, it's like, both through for, like, 10 yards, man. <laughs> like, there's really no excuse for that. This is an NFL game. What do you like, got? don't what give do you me nobody around him. Like, yo, that's one first down. And they probably didn't get a first down. It's ten yards is probably like four passes. <laughs> Yo, that's that's crazy. Yo. All right, so uh just real quick, because I really never like to get into you know, people's opinion when they make their lists. People's lists are people's lists. But I still want y'all to hear this, man. Uh George Pickens, wide receiver. Um who he played for the Steelers now? George Pickens, wide receiver for the Steelers. He said his top five wide receivers of all time in order. Number one, Calvin Johnson. Number two, Randy Moss. Number three, Jerry Rice. Number four, Julio Jones. Number five, Michael Crabtree. <laughs> Any, anything there that gets y'all attention? Anything? One of, one of yeah, these things is not like the others. <laughs> Anything hey, yo, like, Pickens, yo. And I ain't even hold y'all. Stop the cap. Yo, Michael Crabtree got to be boy cousin or something, yo. God brother Stop the cousin, man. Yo. Yo, boy, yeah, I go, Michael Crabtree came boy, into Mikey the league. Michael Crabtree was kind of nice when he first came into the league. But he was never top 50 of all time nice. He was never, like, come on, top yo, five of all time. Top 100. Who paid yo, you to troll? Stop the cap, yo. I think people, I think he trolling. He got to be trolling. Yo, here's my thing. Yo, Michael Crabtree, like, most of the time he's known for is playing for the Niners. He's not top five in the Niners, yo. 
Nah. No, nah. no, he not. He not better than JJ Stokes. <laughs> Yo, he ain't better than John Taylor. He definitely ain't better than John Taylor. He ain't better than Brandon Lloyd. I know I'm the biggest Brandon Lloyd fan in the world, but he ain't better than Brandon. Yo, Brandon Lloyd. Lloyd Brandon Lloyd was kind of nice. Yo, he would make ridiculous catches and then yeah, drop the easy. And then drop the yeah. drop the easy one. <laughs> yeah. You know who probably cracked up yeah. when they heard when he said Crabtree to leave. Uh, What's his name? Talib Akeem. Talib. Yeah, he probably cracked up. And, Sher- and, and Sherman. Yeah. Both bully yeah. bull. Yeah, Richard Sherman, too. So sorry, receiver <laughs> like Crabtree. <laughs> All right, man. Our quote of the week, man. Speaking of Richard Sherman, our quote of the week was directed at Richard Sherman, and it reads, quote, Richard Sherman, you sat right up there and made Skip look like a clown. Now you done went and joined the circus. Guess he paid for the right ninja. Shall we say you have officially won the Token Ninja Award? And that quote is from Cameron. <laughs> it is what it is. After the news broke that Richard Sherman will be joining Skip Baseless as the co-host of Undisputed. I, I kind of found that hard to believe, too, because Richard Sherman used to really be like on his personal gym with with. Oh. It had with, not, with it Bayless, had nothing which with they're football. probably thinking that's going to sell the show more, which it might. But at the same time, yeah, said, you can't go on the show I'm with him and do that every day you. and genuinely not Yeah, boy like told him, yo, I'm better at life than you. I'm better at life than you, Skip. Yeah. Better at life. Yeah. So, like, how's that going to work? Like, are they really going to try to do oh, a no, show with, with people that hate like, each other? Richard Sherman often does that on TV, and I always thought it was like either Roy Rage or CTE. But like when he gets in debates, he he yeah, yeah. Like he, really he, lo- he loses animated. Yeah. yeah, he don't know how to control himself. Like he might swing on Skip the way. So it's, like, it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to last too long. Plus, when you got yeah, people coming your, at yeah, you that's like this, done. when no, you got no, people coming done. at you like this, he's going to go on the air with something to prove. So he's going to be mad every day. <laughs> Plus, his arguments are going to get personal every day. From what I understand, they got Rachel Nichols as a part of that too. Like she's supposed to be like I don't know, if she's the, the the host of that or so you must be taking that because there was a chick that used to, I believe, that used to like moderate. Yeah, know, so I think she's probably setting up for as soon as that blow up, is they going to slide that over to Rachel Nichols? Well, they Rachel Nichols gonna have to she got to get, work out with Jalen, start squatting six hundred because she gonna have to break up some fights. <laughs> <laughs> she got to get Sherm off the of yeah. ball at some point. But yeah, people people go on go on that Sherm for this. Alright, so before Jimmy tell us what's you know, what happened this week, y'all, while y'all were on the Grizz Nae, we're gonna go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. For his second that's pretty much what it is. What up, Tobias? Roll Man, first, I don't realize that Haley's comet was gonna come back before y'all pick up my line. Uh, you know, but also this is for B. Alster. He gonna put some respect to my hometown, Montgomery, Alabama. Now we got chair Underwood out there swinging chairs and stuff. We got Aquaman. Hey, you know he was a teenager because ain't no way our old ass has got enough energy to swim and throw hands. Right. Even the ones, <laughs> even even the ones of us that can swim, like. That shit was too far. Yo, I'd have to, I'd I have to tread for a little Tobias. while. 
<laughs> when he was swimming, the first thing I thought was, did a baby fall in the water? That's the only way I was. Like, I, bet those white, I bet those white people were shocked that he could swim. Because, uh, you know, black people will go to the pool party wearing Tim's, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know but y'all talking about Johnny Manziel, right? He was such a hero ball player. I remember he'll have a couple plays against Alabama. Two quarters ain't nothing. Next thing you know, he throw it to Mike Evans like three times, and Mike Evans scored every time because they couldn't cover Mike Evans. And uh, but I knew about a lot of that stuff with him, and like with him, right? That's the why I was like, is, he ain't mentioned Mike Evans' name once in that whole documentary. Yes, and you see Mike torching <laughs> that. They <laughs> put like two on Evans, and Mike Evans was still torched him. That's why I was happy when the Bucks drafted him. But uh, it just shows us that like how much work it takes to be a quarterback. But he wasn't like backyard football only work in college. And a lot of times it don't work then because the second year wasn't as good as the first year. <laughs> we won't be honest about that. And and look what happened in Cleveland. In, and and that's why Jimmy said these teams don't know what they're doing. All the red flags were there, and they still drafted him in the first round. That's like chicks sleeping with future and complaining about him not being a good dad, even though he got like ten baby models. Hmm. You know, the red flags are there, but uh, it just showed. But uh, and y'all talk about Jalen Hurts, right? This is why the play. I'm not saying the guy's terrible, but I think people make it's like a lot of times. They have a run, but it's the next year. So once your team gets good in football, they hire all your coaches. Mm-hmm. Still wonder why they don't hire Georgia coaches. They'll hire them cats, uh, you know. But <laughs> get them they, out of there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Dabo Sweeney. Nobody hired his coaches. They hire all the Alabama coaches, even the years we don't do nothing. I'm like, why are you hiring them? Hire these other guys' coaches. Uh, but now he lost a coordinator. But the one thing with Jalen Hurts though. That could be the big thing. He didn't play from behind much last year. So you play action, you dictate things. It's when you got to play from behind. And that's a big thing because when they say the pocket where they play action is what time of the game it was, where you're ahead, can you play from behind? And that's the next step in his development because I'm going to be honest with y'all. When he was at Alabama, Nick Saban really didn't want to pull him at the Georgia game. He was, he was getting ready to pull him in the Clemson game the game before. And we lost the Auburn game because the dude couldn't hit the ocean standing in it. Uh, but he the hole in his game is that he doesn't throw with anticipation. He has to see it. But the Eagles did a good job of scheming around that, saying, hey, this guy's not an anticipatory thrower. We're not going to make him do that. But as y'all were saying, now he got paid. You got some couple of old guys on the offensive line who gonna be done in a year or so. You're gonna lose your second wide out. That's the test, but at the same time, much congrats to him. And he didn't mess around when they offered him that money. He signed his name so quick, which I give him credit on too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one thing, at least if all the stories are, are are, you know, real, one thing we know about Jalen is that his iPad ain't going to say 0.0 minutes. So at least there's that. No, nah, He worked. And, like, Nick Saban, like, what happened when he, he two of beat him out, and Saban, like, him being a leader and a great teammate is real. Because Saban, everybody knew Tua was a better college quarterback passer, but he opened it back up out of respect for Jalen. 
But Jalen didn't transfer that year because he actually wanted to graduate from Alabama, God's University. But uh, but Nick Saban was like, I'll tell you the truth, <laughs> if you want to play in the pros, you got to get better throwing the football. And and I know that's an uncomfortable truth, but y'all know this. You know this, Coach AAU ball dev. A lot of you coaches don't tell these kids the truth. Okay. Uh, yeah, but, you 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 captured you captured it on the on the nail. We have a system that's designed to his strengths, and there mm-hmm. aren't anticipatory throws. I like that word. There are none. Like they they have allowed him to do what he does best. Now that there's a year of film, and as things transition and defenses do different things, and we potentially lose talent, you're going to ask him to do more in the passing game. And that's where I I wonder if he has the ability to do more in that passing game to be successful. That that's the question. Man, well I, I can tell you one y'all. thing. Though. His, his deep ball last season was more anticipatory because he ain't had no choice. Yep. That was the only adjustment he could make. So y'all y'all got to give him his props on that. He learned to throw that earlier. He worked. Them dudes run. Because he works hard, and like, and you could ride with someone who may not be as gifted if they work the season their butt before. Off somebody told him he was Mike Vick. Somebody yeah. told him he was Mike Vick, and he could wait till they get down to the other end of the field before he threw the ball. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> Mike Vick, that was a perfect guy with all the tools in the world, but didn't have the work ethic at the time. He was another and, dude. Um, iPad was on zero point zero. And he said it too. He, said he never, he never studied until he got to Philly under Andy Reid. Yeah, he never studied yeah. until he so got he, the second he had a choice. Mm-hmm. Until he went yeah. to jail. I, I don't right. think Mike Vick ever learned how to read though. Hey yo, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think B talking about defenses. No. <laughs> oh yeah, y'all were talking about. Um, it was like I saw like Dr. J made a list talking about LeBron's 15 after Scottie Pippen. I'm like, come on now, Doc. You know how I, I, I say, Doc, Scottie Pippen, like close to the 45. Quit, quit lying here. But, uh, you know, but y'all brought up a good point about like how. Yo, y'all, y'all, y'all better stop taking Doc, uh, Doc's interview hey, out of context, I'm man. sorry. No one, I'm sorry. No Shout out to Red Doc gang. I forgot. Yeah, no one, no one, no one watched the full thing to see what he said. They take clips and just like judge him because he didn't put LeBron and Steph in like his top, his top five or top ten. But what he said was, I don't put players in the top until they retire. He's like, so as much as they as much as they have accomplished, I don't rank anyone while they're still playing. I mean, I don't agree with that, but I mean that's reasonable. But people, people sense. do like erase LeBron. That. So they old. erase that part. They erased that yeah, part LeBron, of the comment. They just went. LeBron at the age where, yeah, you can go ahead and cement that with his spot. He can't go up or down. He is where he is. But Yeah, but my I thing is like, if you have the steadfast rule that I don't, like, put players in the top five, ten, six, whatever it may be until they're retired. I mean, that is what it is. But they conveniently left that out when they uh, made the clip go viral. They just took that part out of it. Wow. Because hey, <laughs> we also y'all hate sports. Nothing it makes you hate sports more then when you see a basketball take on social media, it was like that take of Rick Barry was like, they would have been even better they played today, and he was listing all the benefits, which is true. Plus, these guys were playing in Chuck Taylor's, uh, you know. And, um, <laughs> but the guy was like, Jerry West is only 6'3". I was like, well, Bradley Bill's 6'3", and he got like a record deal, and Steph Curry's 6'3". 
you know. Yeah. But I was, but they were saying it's like the training, the diets and stuff. You know, Mike was dropping thirty at night smoking cigars and drinking brown liquor. Look at his eyes, you know. But uh, <laughs> but look at the doc because like you see everybody got a shit. Mike got got because I made the point like with modern medicine. I was like, guys, Gail Sayers' career ended because of a torn ACL. One right. torn ACL. Now Everybody torn ACL, else, you, you come back. back better. Yeah, they give you a better. Come back six months and better. My man yes. Odell Beckham about to go to the Hall of Fame, and he's had about five of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember so your man? This is why you start calling him Original Man. Remember Original Man? Yo, he came back oh, from yeah. ACL oh, and ran yeah. for like two Ds. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yo, to, day, to this yeah. day, I think they kick. I think they're kicking him out of the league just because of his age. Not because he can't still play, yo. Bulls, he was different, yo. He yeah. was different. He must have practiced like semen retention or something. Dude had more baby mamas than playoff appearances. But anyway, uh, you know, Adrian Peters had a bump, but he had, he was doomed by the quarterback, so. But uh, but yeah, I, I always been like, because they say, oh, he dropped LeBron back then. I said, guys, LeBron would be playing power four if he got dropped back then. He wouldn't be doing the things he did now. And I was like, Magic Johnson brought up a great point when his high school basketball coach died. He said he allowed him to play point guard. Imagine what some of those guys could have been. If, but then again, also the three-point line that come in to like when Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan was in office. <laughs> so that's a whole different game. And, it, and that's why I hate when people say, oh, they play with plumbers. Well, back when those guys were playing, you had to have a second job in the offseason. <laughs> you know, you didn't make no money. They, wasn't, you know, they so, wasn't plumbers because they ain't had no skills. They was plumbers because they had no money. <laughs> but even some of that is hyperbole. Some of that is hyperbole. When you go back, like some idea of dudes being plumbers, that was like wasn't even true. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even a lot of them. Yeah, it was like some dudes had some dudes made enough. You know what I mean to to do what they had to Not do, many. especially the stars, the ones that you're yeah. actually going to compare these people to. You know, they yeah. They, because talent, because talent is always talent, but now you got the different thing. Like even with quarterbacks now, they got all these seven on sevens, they got all these camps, all this stuff like that compared to even twenty years ago, and and that only helps you get better. And like, and, but what happens is you take from old, you add it, and the next generation takes from there and add on to it. And uh, and I just think that sometimes people just be told did dismiss everything, and also the old heads be getting to get off their line also. But I just think people basketball is like the worst with that, <laughs> you know, because they act like because it's like I was telling my cousin right because he uh he always craps on Jordan right he loved LeBron I said LeBron's great, and I said I'd never use six for six. If you want to use a championship argument, use that he's the only guy to star of a team to three peak twice. That, I was like, that's something you may never see again, but the people in the media are too lazy to bring stuff up or some of the stats he had or even some of the cool stats LeBron and Magic had. Because how many times people in the media brought up that finals run Magic made when they played the Bulls? There was nobody else on that team <laughs> but Magic. And Magic willed them to that finals. But it never gets brought up in history. Oh, crap on well, my man, Vladdy Divac, man. Come on. People, people remember winners and losers. Yeah. I mean, like there was Sam Perkins and Vladdy Divac. You know what I mean? Vladdy <laughs> yeah, was scared because Magic used to cuss him out all the time. But I was like, that was an incredible run that he did. 
but I just yeah, think they, that goes they, they weren't supposed shirts. to be there. Yeah, Portland was, and they actually beat Portland in six. They didn't even go seven. That made it even better. And and I I just think that sometimes people they do make it like all oh, these personal by themselves, or they somebody walk up and do this. Because I'm gonna tell y'all right now, in 30 years, folks gonna say, man, Steph ain't all that. He needed Clay and Draymond. If Draymond went there, he wouldn't have won that. If Clay went there, he wouldn't have won nah, that. ain't nobody going to say that about Draymond. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And speaking of modern medicine. They might not about Draymond to... because they're going to look at Draymond's stats and they're going to give Draymond yeah. less props than he even deserves. Yeah. So, he's he's going to deserve what was, more that, than what people give him in 30 years. But... Yeah. yeah, they're going to cook him. And, uh, and that, like, even with modern medicine, right? If one for modern medicine, Steph Curry would never even got to where he got because of those bum ankles. And so stuff like that, it's, it's just a lot of advantages. That's real. That's, I'm glad you don't have to go every five days. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Talented is all get out, but also it's about where you go. Because Steph went to the team that let him be who he was. But, oh, before I say that, they fired Mark Jackson so Steph could be Steph. Uh, but we know, but we know, Mark Jackson deserves a head coaching job, right? They knock, they knock Mark Jackson out the park. Speaking of that, y'all was talking about that last week. I do think, like the the ESPN's basketball big problem is that studio basketball studio shows for halftime and pregame suck. It's like it's like the commercials get more time than the people Which speaking one, about the one, game. Like Wilbon. Yes. Hey, Stephen A. Say this. Wilbon, your turn. Jalen, your turn. Back to the game. I never thought Wilbon was that good at yeah. basketball talk. <laughs> no. I, Stephen I A. is really actually have. good when he's not hot taking. Jalen Rose is actually good. But like y'all was talking about today, right, with some of these fights. It's like a Richard Sherman, right? I mean, basketball has always been Stephen A.'s thing. He needs to leave football yeah. talk alone completely. That's what, yeah, because it's like, for, for, for instance, right, because y'all was talking about, like, uh, like y'all versus Sherman. Well, versus Sherman about to get a huge bag for this. And he's going to be like everybody else will skip. Leave yeah, when a better the, opportunity for the, comes up. For the three weeks that he keeps the job. Yeah. <laughs> he snap because, skip. Because you know he's going to snap Tobias, skip Tobias, Tobias, this ain't lasting longer than two months, man. This, hey, this is going to be, be done in two months. Hey, you know why it ain't going to last? Richard Sherman going to get up and say, I'm tired of talking about the damn Cowboys and LeBron. Nah, Richard Sherman's gonna smack Skip on the air. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> he's gonna smack oh, him on the air. Because I, I, yeah, I know not, you guys got to run. That first direct deposit hit, he's gonna fall right in line. You ain't lying. <laughs> he's like, hey, he's like, like Shannon, you gotta milk it. He's like, he's like, like I never broke like, this talk. down. Check the check. Never mind. Yeah, Skip. and y'all talking about the Suns players, right? Going to the Ring of Honor. I remember, like, Stoudemire knees fell him because he had a – y'all remember those microfracture surgeries messed players up, and they were never the same. And I remember he had a pretty cool nightclub out here back in the day here in Phoenix, too. That's all I got to say. A lot of good memories there. That's all I got to say. Uh, and I won't, but I won't say anything else. Cause I, yeah. You was getting the shaky nice. finger in the corner? Hey, all I got to say is that I was getting my Tony Soprano on, on up in there in the bottom bean. Hey, but you guys take it easy though. But it shows like how many players could have been even at a higher level historically if it weren't for injuries. And it's a lot of them when you think about it. 
Yes, sir. All right, man. Hey, hey, I'll let you next week. Hey, you guys have a good one, and take it easy, guys. And I do miss Trump, by the way. He was entertaining, at least, though. <laughs> hey, you guys have a good one. All right. Peace. Jimmy endorsed him. Bye. Hey, Trump yo. About, <laughs> Trump about to have a podcast. He about to be tweeting from the pen soon. Um. All right, Jim, what happened this week where everybody was on the Grizz Nae? And shout out to my man Lil Scrappy because yes, he brought the language back for for one moment this yeah. season on Love and Hip Hop. My man said, you I didn't know. even, he said, I ain't even stick my Diz Nae in the Poo's Nae to make a Prez Nae. Your fees Nae? <laughs> I was like, yeah, Nick. That was right. Yo, I recorded it and sent it right to Jim. Like, Yo, he back. <laughs> He is naive. Yo. <laughs> the, the naive is hilarious. Yo, why you want to grab this boy to do a digital extreme tech? Bottom line, lead a custom website. Hit up digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and go, yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, Um, Nike and Vanessa Bryant announced upcoming relaunch of Kobe Bryant's shoe line. It's going to be interesting to see who, uh, who, who, who rocks these. That's Kobe, Kobe's, you know Kobe's rebrand is it's top notch. Yeah, it definitely is. But that's big because remember last year there was a moment where she was like, she's done with Nike. And a lot of it was because she felt like the prices on Kobe's shoes were super crazy because a lot of them weren't made, you know, like there were a little bit of each shoe made, which means the third party websites would get a hold of them and then mark them up so like i've been waiting i've been waiting out like a pair of grinch kobe protos for like five years because even though you know i i I have you know i'm a well-employed adult i can't bring myself to spend what they want me to spend on them joints so since she's back on board with them like i hope that reflects in the, the in the stock, I, heard, I hope it reflects in the prices. I hope Nike does something about just letting bots, you know, come right in and scoop all the merchandise yeah. up. Like she she talked it, so now she gotta she gotta do something or have Nike walk it somehow. So so people can. I just hope know. that Vanessa and I know Vanessa protects her husband's legacy the way that you know mm-hmm. anybody would want their woman to do. So shout out to her for that for really holding my man down. But I just need her to protect um, Kobe's legacy from Adidas ever releasing that first Kobe sneak because that is probably <laughs> one of the most egregious things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it don't look like Grimlock. <laughs> <laughs> Me Grimlock. Had my man out here wearing a box, wearing a shoebox as a sneaker. Yo, Yo that's like trash. He's wearing Hummers with cushions in them. I guess those were the leather seats. <laughs> so how do you, how do they look at that and say, "Yo, the streets gonna eat this"? They say, "Yo, the streets need these." Like, come on, man, who else have them to do? No, buy? they don't. Yo, they did. They look Yo, like dumpsters. Was... They look like like futuristic they dumpsters. They look like shopping carts. I don't know what the hell. It was crazy. It was crazy. Anyway, man. So you know, shout out to that man. Look forward to seeing what you know what those things look like. Uh, former um, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver. Well, I guess I don't know if he played for Vegas or was he still when they were uh, L.A. Either way, let's just say Raiders. Former Raiders receiver Henry Ruggs was sentenced to three to ten years. I mean, Oakland. For a, fatal, for a fatal DUI crash that led to the death of a woman and her dog in 2021. Um, 
crazy. Another one of those Alabama. He really got him to the yeah, he got He got three to ten for that. That's what we were always saying, B. Like, the trouble he got in was really over the dog, not really over the lady. You know, everybody, you know, think yeah. about their dogs these days. But um, shout out to him. Actually, uh, the man B called Skeletor, um, he got permission to miss Eagles practice that day to be at the sentencing because Henry Ruggs III is one of his best friends and former teammates from Alabama. So he got to go out there and at least be supportive while his man was getting up to a decade in the joint. So um, shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. He pled guilty, so I guess he was, you know, he was owning up to his, his responsibility. He was being accountable. So shout out to that man, man. Yeah. Well, he got hit with numbers. Get the help he needs. Yeah. A future in the maximum state pen is grim. Oh, my fault. <laughs> no. Right. Come back I mean, home. One love there. Try to one catch passes with Shorty do up. <laughs> <laughs> one love to everybody. In the bridge, in the bridge right, we call um, <laughs> Bars. Speaking of man, um, uh, what's the midget? Oh, uh, uh, short guy. Tory Lane was sitting to. Speaking years. of Shorty do up. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of Shorty do up. Yo, that scene from uh from Sway in the morning when my man was in a chair and he stood up and was still the same height. Yo, it was the greatest. Like, <laughs> That's a top five ah! uh, video. Anyway, um, How you stand up out of a chair years. and you're the same height you was before you stood up? <laughs> Yo, what's Tory, wrong with him? Tore his legs. Into a dime. <laughs> One dime uh, for shooting Megan Thee Stallion. And if it's easy to shoot her, you deserve it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got a decade. Huh? They said yeah, he was yeah. shocked by it. They thought he thought he was going to get something lenient from the judge because of how many celebrities actually came to the trial and spoke up for him about, you know, the type of stuff he did, you know, to give back and you know, judge was like, nah, so my daughter, like, yeah, he, he, yeah, so he gave him, gave him a decade. So keep your head up, keep your cheeks squinched. Hey, yo, anyway, <laughs> that's what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nye. <laughs> All right, man, before we get out of here, man, of course, we got to let y'all know what happened this date in sports history, which is brought to you by Sports the Book, greatest sports book ever written. Make sure you grab your copy at sportsthebook.com, warroomsports.com, or amazon.com. All right, this date in sports history, August 10th, 1984, was the day the U.S. beat Spain 96-65 to win the men's basketball gold medal in the Los Angeles Olympics, that team included future dream teamers Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, and Chris Mullins. That's the joint where uh, Bobby Knight was the coach and said Michael Jordan was the greatest player he'd ever seen. And this boy ain't even get to the league yet. So Bobby Knight, yeah. he probably tell people that all the time, like I told you. I told you. I told you. Yeah, you know, they said they said when Portland told Bobby Knight like, well, we can't draft him because we need a center. He was he said, well, draft him and play him at center. <laughs> so he'd be like, I told y'all, I tried to tell you. All right, but we like to give a war room salute to this historical moment in sports, man. Let's get up out of here. Yo, salute to Sweden yeah, for beating uh, Rapino. <laughs> yeah, salute. Shout to Sweden, man. Shout. Shout out to Inga, because that's the only person I know from Sweden. Inga from Sweden. 
<laughs> Hang up from the feet. <laughs> if you know, you yeah, know. Cool, my yeah, man. Anyway, man. Yo, shout out to everybody who support us, man. We only got like, you know what I mean, seven, eight more of these joints left before we go more. go dark. Like Goddamn jerky beef. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, yo, I'm just going to put it like this. Bottom line, yo, find everything we do at the hub of worldofsports.com. That includes my book, Sports the Book. We found at worldofsports.com, right? So, as we always say, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the world of ignorance. We'll see you chumps on till night. Booyaka, 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 ha! www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.